Hello, 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 folks. Welcome to the Shiny Happy People podcast. This is Vinay, and we've got a special episode with us today. We're going to do a quick summary and recap of 2023. Can you believe it? The year's almost over. So, welcome to two people here with me, Druti. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Vinay. So good to be here. Yes, and our producer here as well, Ramona. Say hi to our listeners. Hey, shiny happy people. Okay. So what we are going to do is really just get a bit deep into what was this year like for us as podcasters, as the producer, what were some of the highlights. So we're each going to pick three episodes that stood out for us and we'll talk about why. And just so you know that all our listeners know we had 23 episodes in total this year plus two of our quick summary our plans for the year in January that we did so it's been a busy year from podcasting and we stayed true to the podcast we kept it going especially when we saw so many other podcasts fall by the wayside okay so my three favorites uh, i mean i loved every single interview but if i had to pick some for the highlight reels as we call them i'm going to pick episode 108 which was a very very different conversation it's the first time we had a professional athlete a world champion we had pankaj advani who is a 25 times snooker and billiards world champion and it was really cool to get into a conversation with him how he got started how he motivates himself through the ups and downs of the sport as well and and just hear from him such an authentic person that he is and also very humble so give me a chance to listen to a quick clip from that interview as any sport and and billiards and snooker it's a mental game how do you cope with the mental part of it when you feel nervous i feel nervousness is great you must be nervous you must have butterflies in your stomach before you play a big game having said that it has to also blend with a mixture of excitement so if if i tell you that i'm nervously excited for a game it means that i'm there but if if i tell you that i'm nervous i don't know what the outcome of the match is going to be will i be able to win this event will i even be able to get a medal then i'm focusing more on the outcome and that for me over the years has been the evolution how to detach from the outcome and the result and focus on the process and stay in the present it's okay you know it's okay to feel nervous it's okay to even make mistakes uh, that's what makes us human that's what makes sport so entertaining because you never know what the result is going to be and um, for me i've always looked at it as you know i want to shine as an artist so that's that's one highlight for me the second one that stood out for me was episode 114 which is someone in our consulting space that's guillaume waiter uh, it was a really uh, cool conversation on how his specialty is in helping his clients and leaders craft a strategic narrative i mean i kept calling it story and he kept correcting me and saying it's not just a story it's bigger than that this particular episode got a lot of listeners this was one of our most listened to episode of the year and here's some nuggets of wisdom from guillaume there's always that that moment of 
um, that I can, I can create um, you know a, a, a safe enough space for people to open up and realize that the way they in the in the way they run their companies is hugely impacted by the way they think about their work about themselves about their team in right. fact the narrative uh, of an organization is we often think about it as this marketing piece that the marketing will dep department with beautifully craft on one page or one slide deck and that's that's just the scratching the surface here the narrative of a company is also the narrative inside your mind is the perception that you have about you about your own company so folks go back and take a listen to the episode with Guillaume. you're going to get a lot out of it my third pick for the year was uh, an area that we started to get into and and you're going to hear many more conversations in this particular topic uh, in 2024 this was around climate change sustainability the environment and while we had a couple of guests on this area the one that stood out for me was episode 121 with chris brown and chris is such an interesting guy he's uh, one of the first australians to go land up in bali and get involved in sustainability uh, so he is in pemataran uh, and in fact that guest was actually recommended to uh, us by uh, my new podcast colleague ruti thank you for that introduction to to uh, chris no problem at all vinay it was um, so inspiring to meet him uh, in bali and uh, while I was talking to him, I just knew he has to be on our podcast. So I was happy to make the introduction. And I loved the conversation too. It was brilliant. Yeah. And it's amazing. So Chris does this really cool stuff on saving the turtles. And then he's expanded that impact into the coral reef rehabilitation projects. Uh, there's so much he, he's doing there. And you can hear the passion in his voice uh, in the interview. So here's a quick clip from that. Have the locals become a lot more conservation oriented? Yes, it has. So I've made it where the local people are making more money by protecting. Right. And so it's kind of changed their thinking from destroying to get be able to feed their family to protecting. So it's a good thing. It's a win-win for the turtles. Of course, the eggs have a chance to hatch. The hatchlings get head started, have a chance to survive better, and they come back. One guy had caught a big green turtle and he was going to slaughter it. And I was literally on my way down there to, um, I don't know what, I was in a pretty foul mood. And uh, my staff actually held me back. But later that day, I found out the guy's neighbours all went there and stopped him and said, no, you put that back to sea because you take that out of there, you're breaking the chain and none of us are going to make any money. I'd also taught the local people that uh, when I got down there to collect the eggs, I could explain to them that the turtle can come back between two and eight times in the season and lay more eggs. A lot of people said to me when I first come up here, I oh, don't want to go there. The people are stupid. They're dumb. It's too hard to work with. But what I realized after some time here was they weren't stupid. They were just educated differently. It kind of without me knowing it, it's kind of like Pomotran chose me and told me, Get your butt up here. You got work to do here. You're listening to the Shiny Happy People podcast with Vinay Kumar. 
subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform this podcast is sponsored by c2c od your organizational development consulting partner bringing people and strategy together follow us on linkedin twitter instagram and facebook using the handle at c2c od and get updates on our upcoming episodes okay so those are my three i've got mine out of the way so ramana what are your three as a producer and how did the podcast go for you so before we go to that vinay one question for you how was the year i mean how how did the year 2023 treat you fast and it it just flew by kept me busy professionally and and i love the uh, diversity of our podcast uh, guests as well this year so overall uh, if i had to say now in uh, december my summary of the year on a scale of 1 to 10 i'd probably give it a 7.5 okay 2.5 points come from winning the lottery which i did not win this year okay got it <laughs> all right okay so um i think for me i would definitely pick the conversation with andrea edwards that was episode 119 on the climate crisis where andrea she talks about how it's not so much about are we talking about the climate crisis enough but more about are we talking about it in the right way to really get through to the people she goes on to talk about how it's now time to move from the initial apathy to shock to panic to hope to now actually resolving the issue i mean andrea herself action that's her right in a nutshell i found that episode very very uh, exhilarating i mean it very inspiring before we move on to the next here's a short clip from the conversation with andrea for you all it's before our eyes now so what the risk that we face at the moment is so many more people are starting to pay attention i'm feeling like there's this huge number of people now falling into despair because you're looking yeah. at it and you're like oh my god this is so big how could we possibly overcome and i've been to the ends of the threads on doom um to the other side which people call hopium <laughs> and i actually think what we need is resolve you know hope is a point yeah. yeah it's not a good it's not a good thing to have right uh because no matter what we do it's going to get worse and it's going to get worse and it's going to get worse right um yeah. and, and and i think the journey we all need to be on is a journey towards acceptance and when you get there because there's peace and acceptance so to me it, the escalation began just after russian and russia invaded ukraine and that was when both of the poles hit 30 and 40 degrees above average temperatures on the same day and then the next two ipcc reports came out which were labeled as code red for humanity the place to start is within yourself and yeah. within your home and then it's to share what you're doing on social media so you can inspire other people you know that to me that's the most imp- important place to start we need we need a billion people changing their lives and shrinking shrinking their impact on earth not just in their homes but you know if you're a red meat eater right uh or if you like fast food then you're part of the problem that's happening in in with the deforestation in the amazon because that's yeah. where they get their meat from right so we we start we we need to start really thinking about our impact on the earth and trying to shrink that impact and we need to come together as communities to solve this because the governments will be too slow and they're not going to do what we need to do until they feel assured that we're going to vote for them all right um 
the other episode that I also really enjoyed, um, as much as I wish it was otherwise, I think gender bias in the workplace is still highly relevant today. This was episode one, two, three with Amy Dale and Leanne Zubinsky. Um, and they actually shared some great insights based on hard research and real stories of everyday women, women that they spoke to, that they interacted with, that they worked with. Here's a short clip for you all. But those unconscious biases, those are actually even more difficult to deal with. What can both women and allies and men do about it? When we first started working together, the very first thing we published together was called Naming the Invisible. And I think that's sort of been our philosophy all along is how do we take this invisible stuff and give it a name? That's when we can deal with it. We have to know what it is in order to work on it. So, Amy. Everybody who's interested in this topic, and I think everybody should be interested in this topic, but everybody who's interested in gender equality should take the time to learn about it and learn you can read our book, read other resources, but learn what it is and how it manifests um, so that when it happens, when you're in the middle of a conversation or a situation at work and something happens, you can immediately recognize it. That's just that's just so critical for, for whether you're an individual woman or whether you're a colleague, an ally, how to speak up. And the other thing, the other tip I give, if you're in a situation and in a real-time situation and you see some bias happening and you don't address it on the spot. The thing I always say is don't beat yourself up about that. You know, these conversations happen and, you know, things happen and things go quickly. Um, but if you realize after the fact, hey, this wasn't right. Like, again, it can be hard to, to speak up in the in the moment um, right. all the time. Um, but again, just don't beat yourself up and, you know, think about afterward, how can I address this? And often you can assume that the person was just um, not malicious. It was just a yeah. slip or they didn't think about it. Uh, assuming the best about the person is always going to get us more progress, right? I do have one more episode, actually. Um, The episode 115 with Joel Godey, um, who talks about neurodiversity. Again, an issue that which which deserves place in the spotlight. Um, Not too many people out there actually are even aware of how neurodiverse minds are that this is something that um, everyone, especially in the workplace, in organizations, need to know more about. So hats off to Joel and his team at NeuroGifted for working on this issue uh, relentlessly. And here's a short clip, but do check out the work that they're doing too. In the early 1960s, uh, we had the autism movement. So autism was kind of a forerunner to all this. So autism... Everybody understands, but they don't necessarily understand what neurodiversity is. Neurodiversity and autism are not the same. While autism is part of neurodiversity, neurodiversity is a much broader, much bigger term and an all-encompassing term. It includes a lot of other conditions like ADHD, dyslexia, dyspraxia, dyscalculia, dysphasia, right. you, you know, Tourette's, bipolar, OCD. So, so all these conditions together represent the term neurodiversity as a social movement. But in terms of definition, both neurotypicals and neurodivergents, all of us form form part of the neurodiversity makeup of human species in the sense that you are as neurodiverse as I am. We are all part of the neurodiversity spectrum, but we are divergent from you as a group. So neurotypicals are, they represent a large portion of the population. 80%. So what happens is everything is designed for 
the majority, right? If you look at airline seats, heights of doors, everything is for the average person can fit in. The same way in organizations, the way you have designed your hiring process and your whole sociability, your social mannerisms, the culture within the organization, that also represents this majority group. Therefore, everything that falls out of these boundaries or these parameters looks weird or abnormal to the majority group. Cool. Thanks, Ramana. Those are good picks. And I, I noticed both you and I are so apologetic when we were just picking three. That every episode was really good, which is true. Now, for our regular listeners, you might also know that uh, this year we launched something called the Resilient Entrepreneur, which was sort of a edition, specialized series of episodes, limited series with... Um, my colleague Druti, and Druti is the author of the book, The Resilient Entrepreneur, as well. And we did a whole bunch of uh, those. And here's the great news, folks. It's actually spun off into a standalone podcast as well, which Druti runs. So, Druti, welcome now, and congratulations on having your own podcast channel. But from your perspective, what was it like to start podcasting? And then what are your top three picks for the year? Sure. Thank you, Vinay. And uh, yes, it's been an extraordinary journey in that sense, because when I was writing the book, I never thought that uh, this will take up a different form of that of a podcast, uh, which clearly has a wider reach as well. Um, And the more I read about, you know, the importance of podcasts and how it is here to stay, it just... uh, makes me swell with happiness and pride. Uh, So yes, it's been a beautiful journey as I delve into, you know, the minds of these entrepreneurs, of uh, venture capitalists, and um, uncovering the essence of resilience, right, in startups. Uh, It's not widely spoken of, unfortunately. And this has been highlighted by the entrepreneurs themselves that, you know, as they reflect, they come to realize that what they're actually showcasing is resilience. Um, so here are my top three picks from the Resilient Entrepreneur series that we had under Shiny Happy People. My first one would be episode 118, which was with Divya Bhavna and Anusha Reddy. They are founder of VABS. And the reason I really loved it, because while I was listening to their story, it was nerve wracking. You know, the experiences that they've had as women entrepreneurs. Um, and and I think Amy and Leanne, they talk about gender bias and Divya and Anusha faced it firsthand and how they have stood tall despite those challenges. It's been truly inspiring to listen to them and their story. So here's a little clip uh, from the conversation. Um, when we started VABS, We did not come with a mission that, you know, hey, we'll become the most uh, wanted snack or the most Uh sought after snack out here in the market. We tasted something really different. We felt that people should taste what we've tasted. Mm -hmm. You know, there should be given a chance to another route that exists in the market. We, We were sure that we would not want to compromise on anything that we offer to our to our people yeah to whoever is eating the chips yeah. so yeah. keeping these these few ethos in mind we just went ahead with our journey both of us were not from a food background we knew we liked the product we did our research we we just went with this vision that's all we we did not see what was 
stopping us what was yeah. what was going to be the future of it nothing mm-hmm. we decided that let's give the best put all of it out and let people decide what they want to do out of it and you know driti adding to what divya is saying let's mm-hmm. do something different and trying to uh, tell the world that there are alternatives the hardest part is trying to build a team to get them to believe in our vision uh, yeah. in our journey that's quite hard trying to understand the the mindset of people who are joining a startup because it's very dynamic you undertake roles on a different level each day nothing is uh, prefixed nothing is set and how do you sort of evolve with your team members alongside with the vision of the company my second pick would be um, episode 120 uh, this was with vineet saxena of card 91 he shares his story of uh, the days of the internet boom right the e-commerce era because he was also the co-founder at mintra and how you know with no structure around startups no formal mentorship nobody to look up to how he and his co-founder uh, started mintra what were some of the challenges that they faced uh, we both realized that what it was was truly resilience in that sense and the role that it played you know essentially um in their success so i would definitely give that a listen if you haven't already and here's just a clip uh, so you know how important many things resilience is as a trait for an entrepreneur i think the biggest thing one has to kind of uh, realize when they are starting out is that uh, there are only very very few startups that succeed and one of the biggest reason which i have seen um uh has led to the downfall of a, any particular startup much more than the fact that they have run out of the money uh is the mindset okay so if because the startup actually is born in your mind okay yeah and at first it dies in your mind as well okay yeah. and if you throw in the towel then that's the end of the startup whether you are capitalized you are not capitalized doesn't really matter so uh, the biggest thing is to have the right mindset and when i say the right mindset uh, it is that you need to be in for the long haul so you need to ensure that that there are going to be really really tough times okay and not everything is going to be in your control okay mm-hmm. so if you are able to kind of pull yourself from those darkest of the times and still have the willingness to go ahead and march on okay then you should be starting up your ability to quickly change pivot so you need to be not besotted by your idea but rather the fact that you can actually get a solution of value or get something of value out there in the market whether it is a product or a service okay so it is not the idea that actually becomes important it is actually the value creation process that becomes important and third and one of my other favorite episodes was episode 124 this was with supriya donty of the leafy affair yes women entrepreneur everything said and done but a self made women entrepreneur with a very clear vision i'm not okay with the status quo i'm going to beat all odds a very clear message one of the few people listening to whom i was like wow there's so much more to do and there are miles to go as we say right uh, truly inspiring again and here is a little bit of the story that supriya shared with us i was very sure actually from the time i was doing college i was very sure the minute i get a job i do not want to take any money from my parents for anything 
Yeah. I wanted to be super independent and the same applied for my business. I did not want to take loans. I didn't want to take any help from anybody. No investors, none of that. And mm. that, mean, that meant I had to kind of just dive into my own savings. I started very small with small capital, about 12,000, 25,000. And I only used my savings. And I knew that until my business took off a bit, at least, you know, if, if I had to make some amount of sales to sustain myself and sustain the business before that I couldn't quit. It mm-hmm. was it was not very easy at all. I mean, all my weekends and all my evenings after work, I would just go into working on my business. I yeah. used to hustle like crazy, no weekends, no meeting friends, no movies. But also that did not feel bad, you know, because... The minute I came back home from office, I was so excited, no matter how tired I was. I was so excited on this little project of mine. I was like, oh, let's get on to it. Let's let's do this. Let's do that. Yeah, that that's a good selection, uh, Dhruti. And I think we had totally eight episodes of The Resilient Entrepreneur as a special series within Shiny Happy People. And now you're spinning off and having your own. So how how many are you going to do each month? What's what's the frequency? Um, so as of now, when we are planning a monthly episode of a new entrepreneur or a venture capitalist, and uh, we'll see we'll see where this goes from here. But I'm just super excited, and I'm hoping it's not just a podcast, but it becomes a community of entrepreneurs. You know where we kind of share, we learn, and we grow together. That's really the hope and. Um, it's always a privilege when you connect with the entrepreneurs, right? And hear their stories. So really excited about it. Yeah. And and there's definitely no shortage of entrepreneurs out there in the world as well. So you'll have plenty of potential guests. Yes. Okay. Great, folks. So I hope you enjoyed that quick walk down memory lane of 2023 and all the conversations we had. Continue to stay tuned to our podcast stay uh, stay shiny stay happy Um, and more importantly send us your feedback write into us we're going to be back in january with more guests and more exciting episodes and we are committed to having uh, two episodes a month from shiny happy people and then of course dhruti's got her resilient entrepreneur series as well with that stay cool folks have a great uh, of the year and see you in 2024 bye